What's up, everybody, and welcome into the next episode of Sports Talk with me, your girl, Whitney B. I am so happy and excited to be back with you guys. It has been hard not doing the show, especially just having everybody ask me, what's up, Whit? When are you going to do the show? When are you going to come back? And, you know, my health was just all over the place. COVID took me out on top of having asthma, y'all. I could not breathe, but I'm back, baby. And without further ado, y'all, let's get the show started. And we're back. This is actually episode nine of season two, y'all. I just want to thank everybody for hanging out here with me, especially the people who reached out to me to check on me. Hey, you you okay? You good over there? I was good. I was barely breathing by my birthday, which was the end of January. I had to go to the doctor. They had me on all these kind of steroids, but I'm back. Probably would have failed the sports physical for sure, but... I can do my podcast at least. So, y'all, I'm so, so happy to be back in front of the mic just doing what I love. Um, When I last left, we were in the football playoffs. (sighs) The Bucs did lose to um, the Rams. The Rams are the Super Bowl champions. Congratulations. Matthew Stafford did his thing. That's one thing I will say. He came out, and what it showed is that you know, he just needed to be around the right head coach, the the right team. Everything had to work out for him at the same time for it to work. Unfortunately, the Lions was drafted and trashed from time to time, just not even making the right um, choices when it came to the draft and free agency who they picked up. And even when it came to hiring, I felt like the Ford family was, was hiring their friends and, you know, people that they really wasn't vetting to do the job. Just, oh, well, I heard Winnie was good. She would be a good, a good GM. Like, I mean – the job is cute, but I mean, would I really be good at it? I'm not sure, but at the rate the Lions was hiring the Fords, um, they would hire me for sure. I mean, I wish low-key Martha Ford was still in the building. I might be in there, but furthermore, Sheila has hired um, Brad Holmes, who worked under Les Snead there in the, with the L.A. Rams, so it makes me happy Actually, last year's draft when he did it was amazing. We got St. Brown. We did good with Suell. The Lions actually had a decent season. You know, Jared Goff will be back. This will be his second season. He really, 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 really have to prove it this season. Or, yeah, they're going to be drafting that quarterback for sure next season. So we'll see how that works out, you know, for Jared Goff in this upcoming season, guys. um, I do want to throw out here, I probably will mention it again, at another point in the show, but the NFL draft this year is coming up. First day is going to be the 28th of April, and it'll last through the 30th. I I really wasn't even planning on talking about the draft, but it's like when you talk about sports and it's almost like one thing runs into the next and runs into the next. I'm personally hoping the Lions draft damn near all defense with their picks. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be okay. What a wide receiver, but I would be more okay if they took a wide receiver late in the draft like they did last year with Amaran St. Brown, which again ended up being a diamond in the rough. And he wants to be he wants to be in Detroit, you know. What's what I'm interested in actually seeing and what makes me happy to actually 
you know, see and read and hear is that it's players who actually want to come to Detroit, wants to be a part of the new rebuild and the culture that Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, they're building here. And it seems nice. I mean, the locker room seems like it's better. You know, just on the sideline, the team. I mean, and it was good last season to see, you know, the the times when they actually did win because it was like just this livelihood you felt like we, we felt as fans as well. So I'm excited. I hope that with the number two pick, uh, we'd go ahead and get K- Kayvon Thibodeau. I really, it would be nice if they would stop playing and be like, you know, Aiden Hutchinson might not go number one and then he can go number two. Cause I always told y'all I wanted Aiden Hutchinson um, before he was even projected to be so high in the draft. I wanted the Lions to draft him, but we also need a safety. We need a linebacker. I mean, this positions we can definitely hit in the draft. Um, what I, am doing is actually trying to pull together a nice draft episode again um, this year. Very excited. Um, last year, I do, again, thank Richard Bryant for being a part of my draft episode for last season. And this season, I want to put together something fun and creative for you guys, do another mock draft. And maybe this time we'll um, entertain some ideas. Of what if the Lions traded back and, you know, whatever. So, I am going to start working on that, so I'll have that announcement out for you guys. Um, who I'll have on it, or if I'll be doing it by myself, or what to expect, I will definitely get that out on all my social media um, for you guys. And we're going to have just fun with the draft, the 28th through the 30th. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I got so sad looking at that because, okay, the 30th is cool, but it's almost like that is the final day of football for, like, me until preseason. And it's just, it sucks, you know. I'm not I'm not a fan. I've been getting into basketball more since starting the show. March Madness, my God. This, you know... <laughs> One thing I will say is it's always a monkey wrench thrown in somewhere, and it doesn't seem like these number one seeds, like, really make it out, to be honest. I mean, tough. hey, I'm I'm just glad Michigan is still a part of um, the tourney, made it to the sweet, sweet 16 five years in a row. Both the men and the women actually made it. So shout out to Michigan. Go Blue. Now, unfortunately for Michigan State and Tom Izzo's crew, they were knocked out on Sunday. They played Duke. I know so many people here was like, yes, send Coach K home. He, You know, he retiring. Um, send him home. Let this be his last game, blah, blah. Well, it would have been his last game anyway if they would have lost since he was retiring. But he lived to see another day. My thing and my observation from watching the game, though, on Sunday was uh, – Tom Izzo, and I have said this before on the show, he really just need to either adjust to this new way of basketball or retire. Like, he was damn near the, the sixth man on the court for Michigan State. Like, dude, back up. You cannot be out here. And he was literally out there, like, yelling in their ears. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to make this damn shot either because you're in my head. Like, they don't focus. And then – it was so many 
missed opportunities to shoot the ball like time. You got these boys literally afraid to shoot. They passed that you know, this is this is my this is what I think. Okay, so Michigan State ahead of ball. Boom, we get the ball on the other half the court. He throw it in. Now they working their way down the court. Shot clock is going. I don't think they pass. I mean, they pass the ball so many times before they shoot. The shot clock is probably down to like eight and a half seconds before they're allowed to take a shot. Meanwhile, at 15 seconds on the shot clock, shit, 13 seconds, a whole bunch of them, it was several open shots that these players could have taken, but they were apparently afraid to take the shot. I mean, I don't know, and it was just a part of me was like, okay, come on, Michigan. Like, y'all closed the gap. Y'all, it was closed, like, the whole time. And then it looked like they was going to win. Like, okay, Duke is out of gas. And this was the opportunity to, you know, capitalize on it. But, hell, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, Tom is a uh, – I don't know. You Don't make no shot. He taking you out the game. It It, it was just – Horrible. And I I cringe when I have to watch Michigan State basketball because I don't understand his way of coaching, I guess. So, I don't know. But, I mean, they did good. They made it as far, you know, didn't make it to Sweet 16. But, you know, better luck next year. Hell, who knows. But I'm so happy to see Michigan – is in there. Jawan Howard had to take that suspension before actually the Big Ten tourney started when he um, hit the coach. My thing with that is, yes, this is the second time Jawan Howard done been rah rah or whatever. But if y'all notice it, it's literally in defense of his players. Like, I think he is a passionate man about what, you know, behind what he do because he's been there in their position as a player, you know. So I can imagine the kind of coach he is, is kind of the coach that he wanted. And then it adjusts adjusts to the kind of coach that basketball, the NCAA needs today as a person who I'm not out here just trying to win these games or, you know, do whatever, but I'm actually a mentor for these kids because I have been where they are and beyond. And I can really, you know, mentor them. You know, a lot of times they don't, it don't seem like they have that in their coaches. Um, especially, um, like Izzo is yelling at his players on the sideline and Jawan Howard, he's embracing them and all of that, you know, it's just a difference in coaching. And I think that he is very passionate about it and it shows in how it comes across in the games. The first time last season, you know, messing with a player again, you know, man got in his face, stopped him. And it wasn't until his player was touched and then you see him doing whatever, and it was across the the, the um, news, media, mainstream, all kind of media. Oh, Jawan Howard, fire him. He, he's a thug. He's this. He's this. But then you get him. They win Saturday. Uh, oh, the guy name was just, I think it's Chandler from Tennessee, the freshman who was balling, okay? <laughs> like, my God, what a freshman. He has a future in basketball. I wonder if that's one thing that Jawan Howard told him. At the end of the game, when they were shaking hands and he was crying, that part to me as a, a spectator person watching, I, it broke my heart because, I mean, 
especially as somebody who has been in sports, who have been there, who have just wanted to win so bad that it meant everything at that moment. And when it didn't happen, you know, now you're crushed and it sucks, but it was so, you know, it, it really warmed my heart to see how he embraced the player and just how much the boy cried back. Like a lot of times men don't show emotion. So when it comes out, that's already big, but to see, the amount of times that he actually fell back into Jawan Howard's embrace, it was just, it was beautiful. And it's crazy because you don't, I didn't see that on the news. Like of all the highlights from that weekend, I think I might've seen it in one highlight. And it's unfortunate because the situation when he swung on the coach and all of that, it, that was all across the news, media, social media, all kind of stuff. And it's like, y'all want to talk about the bad stuff, but don't want to recognize the good. So I am here to recognize the good in Jawan Howard. It made me feel really good. I'm sure so many other people felt good. A lot of people that I talked to about it had the same, you know, stance on it. They felt the same way about it. So I'm, I don't know. I'm happy for Michigan too, because that first half was a lot. It was rough. It was real rough on them. And I'm like, you know, is they going to come back? What's going on? I'm a little worried because, whew, I don't want my team out the tourney, especially the so soon. Mm-mm. Especially the way Michigan been playing this season. Like, my God, this is not the same team from last season. But if, if it was never a good time to start and kicking in the overdrive, this tournament is the time and they are doing it. So again, go blue, you know, for boys and girls, um, both in the sweet 16, but this weekend was big for Michigan. Like they, they did it in wrestling. Number one, I believe it was baseball, Michigan. They over there killing it in sports. So congratulations again, guys. Now, just to pivot back to the NFL um, a little bit. I know I started with Tom Brady. So the, the big news with Tom Brady was he was retiring. He came out, oh, I'm going to retire. We know for the past couple of years, it seemed like his wife been trying to get him to retire. Um, at least that's what the media want us to cons- I mean, think or whatever. But, I mean, after 20 years, if I, I'd probably be my husband like, come on now. You know, but, hey. These men want to do what they want to do. So Tom said he was going to go ahead and retire. But even when he made the announcement, it seemed then like, are you sure, Tom? You know, like, we don't know. Huh? I'm not sure. But, and then it was like people, I think too, people was just really pressing him like, so are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? So it was like he did this one podcast and it was like, uh, Well, I don't know. And the next thing you know, boom, I'm not retiring. I'm coming back for the next season. I'll be back with the Bucks. Like, yes. When I tell y'all, I was so happy. My husband looked at me like, why is she screaming like this? (laughs) Like, what just happened? I'm like, oh, Brady back, baby. And he was happy too. Um, But I know so many people are like, what? Why? Because... Well, and I will, I understand, like, in all of my fandom for the NFL, Tom Brady has been there. Actually, Tom Brady is 
if not the reason, one of the reasons why I love football. Um, one of the games that I actually really paid attention to was one of his um, Super Bowl games against Seattle in the early 2000s. And I'm like, oh, my God, this this man is amazing. <laughs> I mean, not it was not a Super Bowl game. It was a um, a playoff game to get to the Super Bowls against Seattle. And I'm like, oh, my God, this – he is so sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is this? And, yeah, I've been in love ever since. And, you know, watching one, you know, one person leads to watching all these games. And now I'm just a lover of the sport. I love it. So I know it's like me, I my issue in life, period, not just sports and anything. I do not adjust well to change. Um I use the same toothpaste, you know, the same soap. I literally do not adjust well to new things. I don't know. I don't know why. I think it's something in my head like, oh, my God, if you don't have the toothpaste I use, my breath is not going to smell good all day if I have to use what you have. <laughs> like, And I know it sounds crazy even just in and out. Like, I mean, it shouldn't be that deep, but it is. So... I really wasn't ready to adjust to the change and just what would the NFL look like without Tom Brady, but I'm just glad I don't have to. I know it's coming sooner than later, but it doesn't have to be next season. So I'm happy Brady is back. Um, the Bucks actually today uh, re-signed for Nett. So I, I'm no Gronk probably going to be back because whatever Brady do, Gronk going to do. I mean, I love their bromance. I I love it. So we'll see, you know, of course, no Antonio Brown, but that's the choice he made. All of that is crazy. I guess he is on to his music career and working with Kanye West. It's working for them. So I'm happy if they happy. In other news, Colin Kaepernick, you know, Colin Kaepernick took the knee was with the 49ers. All of this came about NFL went into the shambles. Next thing you know, he's blackballed. No team wants to, you know, hire him, sign him, whatever you want to call it. Um, so he's been out of the league for a while now. And it, it, it was crazy as in the beginning. It was like, okay, maybe he's adjusted to whatever. You know, I don't know. But over the past a few years, it's like, oh, I want to come back. I want to come back. I want to come back. And rightfully so. I mean, he he might be in shape and still good good enough to do it. Like, he wasn't a bad quarterback at all. Um, led the 49ers to the Super Bowl, the NFC Championships, you know, under working with Coach Jim Harbaugh there in San Francisco. You know, it was good. It was a good fit for Colin. But, you know, his social activism – we would all say through a monkey wrench into that, because if you're blind to think that if that would have never happened, teams would have picked, wouldn't still have picked him up. Then again, you're blind. You're crazy. It was the social activism for sure. Because I mean, you see how it trickled down with other players and then how teams started to try to reprimand, you know, players for doing whatever. So unfortunately Colin was blackballed. What I don't understand is why I keep trying to come back. Like, for one, these teams are not picking you up. For two, I do understand that it's a quarterback need. 
for a lot of these teams, especially this season. It's, it's up in the air in a lot of places. Um, but I think at this point it's like, you know, the workouts. Have he been staying in shape for football? You know, how how is his body? Like, how is he mentally and physically prepared for the game, the hours, the practice, and just everything I think, you know, coaches and people, you know, on the team, they probably have that in consideration. But just the fact that, I mean, I don't know. I can't, if I was on a team, if I was like a GM again, if if it happened to be, you know, I would at least give him a look. But I can't speak for what other teams are doing or the direction that other teams want to go in. Because then when you look at it, a lot of these teams are not made up of older players anymore. Like, yeah, you got free agents and stuff out here still. Y'all might get bounced around the league, but they got to be good. Like, they got to be, like, Pro Bowl material, like, really worth a look from a team because a lot of these teams are starting with fresh young players, like these players who are a part of the new scheme of football. You know what I'm saying? Like, and – you know, I think that that's a disadvantage for Kylan. You know, just it's 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 a lot against him. But again, I just don't even understand why he even want to do it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would be looking into other things. You know, whatever he doing now, he needs to go ahead and continue invest more. You know, do more. You know, do whatever he got to do to bring awareness. You know, start some kind of programs for, you know, black or underprivileged kids, mixed kids or whatever, who don't have opportunities that some people have to get to camps or whatever. I don't know. He need to do something. It ain't keeping trying to be in football. Worst broken sentence you probably have heard in a long time. (laughs) But... If I could put it in the words, that's it. He needs to go ahead and stop. You know, the NFL, you did your time. You you raised the awareness that you needed in the sport. You know, I feel like God used him and what needed to be done at that time. And now it's just on to the next, Kyler. That's it. Stop, stop trying to make a return, especially to a job that, you know, treated you like shit. Like, if you look at it, like, take a step back from the NFL. That's just like if I was going to work at McDonald's. Like, no. It's plenty of other things out here to do. I don't want to work for a company that don't even want me here. No. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Um, uh-uh. So, in a, in a previous show, I'm not sure if it was the last show or the show before that, we talked about Russell Wilson his future in Seattle, what what Pete Carroll, you know, my thing was they need to go ahead and part ways with chewing gum Pete. They didn't, though. Seattle went ahead and parted ways with Russ. Russ is on his way, you know, to being the next quarterback for Denver. Well, not even on his way. The, the trade already happened. Russ, Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos actually needed that piece. Remember last season, it was rumored that Aaron Rodgers would go over to Denver. And it was actually still rumored this this season that Rodgers would still move over to Denver. And I think that Denver was really high on Rodgers because it really didn't seem like it was until after the announcement came out that he decided to stay in um, Green Bay to where it was like, okay, well, the, the trade with Russell Wilson and um, Denver – 
versus Seattle, it actually ended up happening. So, um, yeah, I think that Denver is a, you know what, that division is, is going to be crazy. <laughs> I, I don't, the whole AFC at this point is, is amazing. One, one bad move was, I feel like Matt Ryan being traded to Indianapolis. I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan, but I would have rather done, I guess, get rid of Frank before just moving off on Carson, especially for Matt Ryan. Like now, and I do get it. You know, it's when you look at the situation with Matthew Stafford, it's like anything is possible at this point. Like maybe some of these people just need a new team. The Falcons, he had high and low seasons with the Falcons, Matt did. And I don't really see anything changing for him in Indianapolis. I don't know. Like, a lot of times last season I felt like they depended on Jonathan Taylor a lot, and I think they'll be doing the same thing this year. So good luck to Indianapolis. Um, in the AFC, that probably would be the worst team. Um between the NFC and the AFC, the AFC is stacked. <laughs> like, man, between the the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Chargers already, you know, Baltimore is still a good team. You know, now with this trade, let me just move into the Deshaun Watson situation because we've been talking about Deshaun Watson since the beginning of time, my very first episode of Sports Talk with Whitney B, we started with the Deshaun Watson's um, sexual assault allegations. Um, so, of course, guys, if we're going to backtrack real fast, Deshaun Watson was accused of um, allegedly sexually assaulting women while getting a massage. It went up, it went from one to 22 women. Um, Tony Busby was. The lawyer representing the women, I believe he may still be representing them um, on the civil side. But it was all really weird because Tony Busby and the owner of the Texans was like neighbors. And when Deshaun Watson was very much vocal about wanting a trade, then boom, all this happened. Well, the NFL set him down for all of last season. He did not play. The Houston Texans sucked ass even worse. Uh, I literally just, I don't know. It was weird because I'm like, it's no way this man is on the roster. Y'all suck like this and y'all not figuring out how to make him play. But whatever. So the NFL decided to not put him behind a um, bench to give a statement or anything about this until after the Super Bowl. So he couldn't be disposed of a deposition or anything until after the Super Bowl. Well, after the Super Bowl... Whatever happened, nothing criminal came about. The criminal, all 22 criminal cases was dropped. It has moved over to civil. Once they dropped that, you know, it put Deshaun Watson into like this free agency kind of status or whatever. Now he can be traded or whatever. You know, he's not really bogged down to the team. And again, you know, he wanted out. So last week... The Browns made a move for Deshaun Watson. Now, Cleveland has Baker Mayfield. What happens with those progressive commercials now? Like, oh, my God. 
Um, but Baker had already been kind of saying he knew his time in Cleveland was up. Where, nah, where Baker going to end up is questionable. I don't know. But he was traded. The Browns gave um, – the Texans got three first-round picks um, and, like, a six-round pick or something like that. I know they had just actually changed the deal. So now they have three first-round picks, a third-round pick, and I believe um, two fourth-round picks was added as well as having that six-round pick. Um, so the the Texans got a, a lot of um, draft capital between the next uh, three years with them, 2022, 23, and 24. The thing with Deshaun Watson is going to the Browns, he was able to get – a great deal with money. I mean, basically, we all thought that Stafford deal was amazing. Like, oh, this changed the game. It did change the game because now these teams are just giving up hella picks and all this money. And so Watson is now the highest paid player in NFL history. He has a five-year, $230 million contract where, I mean, where the $230 million is guaranteed. Um, Well, you know what's crazy is Aaron Rodgers would have been the highest paid last season. Didn't take the contract and still ended up re-signing this season. Got money, so it was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is the highest played. Nope. Mm -mm. Then here go the Browns snuck right in and made Deshaun Watson that. Risky because I guess the civil cases are still going on, so it's like what would the NFL do? But I think the fact that he set out the whole season, I think the NFL is off it. Like if they suspend him. It may be for like a game or two, but I really can't see it. And then it still doesn't hurt him because if he missed, you know, a game or two from suspension, that's only $57,500 um, that he'll, that'll be deducted from his pay for each game that he missed. That's not a lot when you guarantee $230 million over five years, you know. So Watson is winning, you know. After all of that, like patience and just, you know, staying I guess true to who he is like he he never came out you know once he the one thing about all of the the criminal charges where he was like well if I go ahead and settle I want all of this to be made public public record and the the women they weren't for it so you know, it's still allegations. I mean, it's in civil court. Civil cases usually end in settlement. People throw a couple of dollars. But it's looking like at this point he's he's trying to fight it. I mean, the, the beauty of it all is he's finally out of Houston. You know, it took for long, forever, a long time. It took a lot. But he's finally out. You know, I can remember just thinking about it when J.J. Watt was it JJ? I believe it was JJ. Was giving that interview. Um, I think it was a post game interview, and he was apologizing to Deshaun Watson. We're sorry because we suck. <laughs> like, and it's just weird. Like, just to understand that people on a team have that much, you know, love for the quarterback. Oh, I'm sorry because we suck. You know, eh, I'm happy for him. You know, and and the Browns, the Browns. But you know, Baker. Baker, yeah, this this is good for the Browns. The Browns, you know, they might need to uh, 
I don't know. Let's hope that the line can withstand for Deshaun Watson, their offensive line. But, yeah, I mean, they're going to do better than they, they did with Baker. So, that's all I can say. Well, guys, yeah, I just hope. I don't know what's going on with Baker Mayfield. It's crazy because, like, last year in the draft, you had, what, five quarterbacks go top ten? You know, top 15 at least. I don't know. I don't remember where Chicago draft. Maybe they was like 11 or 12 or something like that when they got Justin Fields last season. But it doesn't seem like this draft class coming out, you you know, the quarterbacks are high up like that. Um, but it's a lot of teams in desperate need of a quarterback this season, at least to start grooming, to sit, and, and be ready for next year. But who knows? You know, it, uh, I don't know, y'all. We got a lot to talk about over these next few weeks, just leading up to the draft and what these teams are going to do in the position that they're going to be in. Um, Of course, the basketball playoffs are going to be coming up for the NBA. March Madness is, is halfway through. This is going to be a good week. Sweet 16 starts actually tonight, so I'm excited. I am, I am, you know, excited. We do have a lot more to talk about. I'm just happy to be back too, y'all. It was, it was hard, like, just looking at my material and not being able to come in here and just do it or, like, listening to old shows and all of this like this. This is a dream to me, you know, and I appreciate everybody who listens. I don't do this for monetary purposes. It's just give me something to do in my free time. And it's what I love. You know, hopefully this could, you know, turn into a sideline job and y'all can be like, oh, I know Big Wit, you know, but until then, we on the ride together. And I just appreciate being here, you know, and just all of my loyal listeners and, you know, everybody, I want to thank everybody again who's reached out to me to make sure that I was fine. I was okay. COVID didn't take me out. And just, you know, check on me. How you doing? And what you think about this? You know, it's people always, oh, what you think about this bet? This, no, I, you know, I don't bet. I'm not a good gambler. I'm just letting y'all know. Up front. <laughs> I, you know, I, I just be like, yeah, they might win. You know, if I know stuff like, oh, yeah, okay. This, oh, it's saying catch a pass for 30 yards. Oh, yeah, they, they going to do that. You know, I. I'm with that, but other, other, I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know what a parlay is, but I appreciate all y'all. As always, the website is always up, www.mywhitneyb.com. That's M-Y-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B.com. You can catch up on all the shows. Contact me. Write me. Reach out. Anything you need to do, you can do that through the website. Also, follow me on all social media at mywhitneyb. That's at M-Y-W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-B on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I am on TikTok. So follow me at my Whitney B. And also the YouTube page, just search Sports Talk with Whitney B. But again, you can get there through um, going on the website and just following the links. Again, thank you guys for coming in to Sports Talk with Whitney B. Season 2, Episode 9. I love y'all and I'm out.